Welcome to Stuff You Should Know from HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Josh Crowhart Clark. There's Charles W. Chuck Cloud. Bryant. You got to pass me the conch so I can speak. Okay. <laughs> Thanks. Now, we've, we've, now I have the conch. Go ahead. I almost spoke without the conch. All right, here. Here's the conch. I almost spoke without the conch. Here's the conch back. Okay, thanks. We just do that the whole time. And we need like a circle of people to turn around and shout what we're saying to everybody else who can't hear. Would you or would you not ever attend Burning Man? No. No? No. I mean, it sounds awesome. And like, I think it's pretty cool that the people who go there are having a good time. But man. Not for me either. I don't, I don't, yeah. I like looking at pictures. Yeah, it seems like a fun time. It seems like it would be a really neat experience, but actually going yeah. in in reality now. Yeah. Thanks for getting that out of the way. I was just curious. I'll use one of my father's old lines. I wouldn't go to Burning Man if it was in my backyard. Oh really? <laughs> he well not Burning Man, but he that used to be his right. thing. <laughs> I wouldn't see I wouldn't see so and so play if they were in my backyard. So but that's almost like like you despise that. It yeah, sounds yeah, to me yeah. like you wouldn't go to Burning Man just because. Oh no, I don't despise it. I was just kidding. Right. It's uh, you know, it's a very interesting thing, and I'm excited to talk about it. <laughs> well, let's talk <laughs> about it, Chuck. If you have been living under a rock for the past like 15 or so years since it's become a thing, mm-hmm. um, we'll tell you what Burning Man is. That's right. It's a week long festival that's held out in the desert, the Black Rock Desert in Nevada. Yeah, Black Rock City. They create in their very own city. Right. And it is like a planned city yeah. out in the desert. It's a small city. It's meant to be temporary because, as we'll see, everything that isn't taken down at Burning Man ends up burning. And carried out. Right. Everything that's not taken down yes. is burned. Yeah. And that, that's one of the tenets. We'll get to the tenets. Oh, yeah. The principles, right? Yeah. The prince, the pr- ten principles. But just like if you are a, a burner, is what they're called, and you go to Burning Man, Mm-hmm. And you're just there for the week, the festival, the fun. Um, and you get there, there's a city, and you leave, and there's a city. And if you went a month on either side, there would be nothing there. Yeah. Uh, because there's a group of volunteers who work as, as part of the Burning Man Festival who go and build the city and then take it down. Because is what you were saying, one of the tenants, one of the ten principles is leave no trace. That's right. So when they leave, there is allegedly... Not a trace that they were ever there. I want to test that. In this ancient lake bed in Arroyo. Yeah, it is uh, it is August 26th to September 3rd this year. Mm-hmm. And uh, this year's art theme, they have an art theme every year, is uh, Cargo Cult. Yeah, which is pretty interesting. I think so. Um, 2010, it was Metropolis. 2009, it was Evolution. Uh, before that, American Dream, Hope and Fear, The Green Man. They just have different art themes. And... Um, one of the things you can do there as a burner is build uh, e- either create your own theme um, group and experience. Mm, like a camp? Like a group. Yeah, like a theme camp. Right. Which can be anything. I mean, did you look at some of the theme camps? Mm-hmm. It's all over the map. Right. Uh, or, and or, uh, create your own big public work of art uh, that is under that main theme. And while you're out there, you're going to need a place to live, and a lot of people make art out of that i mean really cool stuff right like i'm not easily impressed but when you look <laughs> at some of these burning man um i want to say exhibits but 
art pieces, and it's just mind-blowing how involved these things are Mm -hmm. that these people carry in and assemble from all over the world. Yeah, and like you said, the theme that's that's given out each year is meant to kind of unite all of these pieces of art into something, some common thread. Yeah, but I'm sure you can just do whatever you want. It is Burning Man after oh, all. Oh, no, it's very strict. <laughs> like, if you show up with any art that doesn't fall within the prescribed <laughs> guidelines, they will turn you away. Not true. No, and you make that joke because Burning Man is very much known for its anything-goes atmosphere. It wasn't until 2004 that there were 10 principles that became official. Yeah. Um, and this thing started in 1989, I think, or 1986. Yeah, let's go, let's go back. Uh, let's go way back. All right. 1986, uh, San Francisco at, uh, was it Baker Beach? Mm-hmm. Um, a group of friends burned an eight foot tall man made out of wood as an effigy. Um, the founder and the first dude to do that was, uh, what was his name? Harvey Milk? No. <laughs> no, his name was Larry Harvey. Larry Harvey. Just close. He supposedly got the idea from this other friend of his, this uh, woman who had burned things in effigy on that beach before. Um, I think that's where he supposedly got the idea. It was not from the movie The Wicker Man, he said. Yeah, a lot of people made that comparison. And he's like, no, nah, you yeah. guys are way off. Good movie, though. And they're like, and have you seen the remake? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, the original was pretty neat. Yeah, bizarre. Um, so they burned this eight foot tall man and, uh, kind of threw a little party. And then the next year that became a, a larger man and a few more people and a few more until, uh, it became so large that San Francisco said, you can't be burning things that large on this beach. Right. And they said, fine, we'll go take it to the high desert. Well, apparently Larry Harvey was like, fine, we won't burn it, but we're going to, can we keep this thing up? And, and, uh. This was the year that like 800 people showed up. Yeah. Because the San Francisco Cacophony Society, which grew out of the Suicide Club, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool in and of itself, yeah. put it in the newsletter that this thing was going on. So a bunch of people showed up. Larry Harvey said that, um, okay, we won't burn this thing, but we're going to leave it up and we'll just take it down. And everybody's like, whoa, no, we got to burn it. So at the end of that one, they disassembled it and decided that they would go burn it in the desert. That's right. And I looked to see if there was a... Uh an original symbol, symbolic, uh, you know, move behind this. Yeah. And I don't think there was, uh, other than he, he just called it an act of radical self-expression. Which like, is, I don't think it represented anything. That's one of the, uh, the tenets, the principles. That's right. Yeah. But it wasn't like he's the man. So he's keeping us down and we're burning him. Right. Exactly. Although you know? it definitely has become that in a lot of sense, not necessarily the burning man, but other stuff that's burned at burning man. Yeah. I think you're right. Um, that was 1989, right? Uh, yeah, started in 86, and then 89 and 90 is when I think they moved to Not, right. Black Rock Desert. Yeah, they went to the burn it at the end of 89 to end the festival in 89, and then 90, the whole thing began and ended in the desert. Yeah. And um, it became very much this thing where it's a – there are very few rules, mm-hmm. no laws. Some people refer to it as a temporary autonomous zone. Yeah. Basically, it is a, a little town, like we've said, that is just totally left alone by the authorities. Yeah. The, the, the org, which is the group that runs the Burning Man Festival, mm-hmm. um, deals with the Bureau of Land Management and the BLM is like, okay, you guys just don't mess this place up and we'll let you do it. And we're going to leave you alone. Right. And they're left alone and everybody goes in. They form, um, this social experiment 
which is a a um, a city, a place, a group, a culture without consumerism or commodification. Yeah, no consumerism, no buying and selling of things, no. Uh, I mean, it's not a music festival, although there is music there, like lots of like DJ parties and stuff. But right. it's not like. Lollapalooza or something or Coachella. There's, there's nobody who's supposed to be making money off of this. Yeah. For profit. The only thing that really costs money is ice. Yeah, and a few other things. But there supposedly is no cash transactions between burners. Right. Well, hold on. Before we go any further, Chuck, it seems like it's a good time for a message break. Stuff you should know. CNN. Presenting Morgan Spurlock, Inside Man, a new original series, Sunday night, 10 Eastern and Pacific on CNN. So, uh, okay, where were we? We were uh, in the desert. This thing is growing from, and if you look at year by year, it's like 800, then 2,000, then 4,000, then 6, then 10, then 15. And it literally just kind of crept up like that up to the point now where I believe they're actually capping it at 50. And they're selling tickets and it's now selling out. Yeah, the first time it ever sold out was in 2011. And they have it set up, first of all, so that you can't scalp. Like, you are allowed two per credit card. Okay. But that apparently has just led to people, like, having a bunch of people call with their credit cards and keeping all of them for themselves. Right. They also have it on a a sliding scale. So if you are buying early, you pay more. So I think it was like 650 bucks for a ticket. That's the opposite of how things like that usually work. Right. Usually the early purchase are the cheaper ones and it gets more expensive. This does the exact opposite. It's a little weird. It, they, they get, um, cheaper and cheaper as it comes. And apparently you, they're also uh, what are called low income tickets, which are half price. Yeah. Of the lowest normal price. And then apparently a lot of times if you show up, there will be scalpers there, but they're selling the tickets for less than face value. Sometimes half of the lowest price. Oh, just to, Fit that, uh, yeah. Oh, that's kind of cool. And um, I'm sure people give away a ticket here or there. Uh, oh, sure. But it's gotten to the point now, now that it's sold out officially, 50,000 tickets, uh, I think, or 48,000. Um, now it's like different. Like you have to buy a ticket. You can't just show up because yeah. you might drive 350 miles from San Francisco. Yeah. And then be like, we can't let you in. Sorry. Yeah. There's rules. Uh, there is rules. There aren't many rules aside from that, though. Um, like you said, it's kind of anything goes. Everything from uh, sex clubs to people setting up their own bars to filmmakers and artists and performance artists. And uh, I mean, it's really anything goes. Um, and one of the things that they try to get people to do is take a little piece of that attitude back home with them. Yeah. You know? that It's this, it, for a lot of people... And I imagine there's a lot of there's some people who are true devotees of Burning Man and this sure. Burning Man philosophy, and like they're they go set up the city and like they yeah. maintain the website year round. That's a segment. There's others who are like new. Sure. There's some who are like there, but they're they're still bringing in a lot of the hangups from the outside world, and like sure they have dreads, but they're also like real gossipy or whatever. <laughs> and then there's like just normal Joes. Yeah. A lot of a lot of DIY makers love going to Burning Man yeah. because like you're out there in the desert and like you better build yourself a shade yeah. structure or else you're going to burn. Um, there's just a lot of hands-on building. Um, 
So there's a lot of normal people with normal jobs who use a week of their vacation to go out to the desert yeah. and just totally cut loose. And like Act you're saying, fool. yeah, like you're saying, part of the, the hope is that the all of the stuff that happens here and just relaxing and forgetting about like having to spend money on something or, you know, like sharing your food with somebody you've never met. All of this stuff right. is meant to be carried out into the rest of your life, the other 51 weeks a year, as the author of the article puts it. Yeah, like I just uh, I just gave away my last bit of food, but uh, a guy gave me three hits of acid, and I just had sex with four strangers. Right, and I haven't worn clothes for the last three days. Yeah, and we all smell, and it's great. Yeah, now there's certain aspects of it that you probably shouldn't bring back in into your normal life, sure. like going to work naked is a bad idea <laughs> under almost all circumstances. Yeah, um, but the the mindset, the philosophy behind it, just it kind of like. Uh, like none of this matters as much as a lot of people put stock into it. Agreed. So Black Rock City itself, if you have ever, it's not just a big uh, mass of tents. Um, it is actually has a design. If you look at photos of Burning Man from above, it is a big C. Um, is that right? Oh, yeah, yeah. You haven't you never seen the aerial shots? No. Why yeah. is it a C? I don't know. should be a B. Sure. Or an M. Uh and it is a big uh, C with um, the 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 burning man. They just call him the man. Is at the center, of course. And supposedly, you can they have him up on a big pedestal now, like fifty feet high. And right, it, it varies every year, but he's generally with the pedestal about a hundred feet high. Yeah. So you can see him from from anywhere in the camp. Gotcha. Uh, and I think this year, because of cargo cult, they're building him on top of like this flying saucer. Oh, really? Structure. That's what the pavilion is meant to look like. Oh, cool. Yeah. It's in the hopes that aliens... Oh, yeah. That's well, a... it looks a lot like a crop circle. It looks very much like a crop circle. Um, or a half-finished crop circle. <laughs> yeah, lazy crop circle. Uh, the org is saying on their Burning Man website that they hope that... They're sure that the, this pavilion will attract lots of aliens. And they hope that it will stimulate our planet's faltering economy. Which I've read a bunch of times, and I said... Like, surely this is a joke. And it may be. What it's was that just lost thing? on me. No, the economy thing. Oh, oh, oh. They're hoping that our planet's economy will be stimulated by Burning Man attracting aliens. If I you mean, take, take the whole alien part <laughs> out, the fact that Burning Man is concerned with our planet's economy being stimulated, there's this really interesting interview um, on a website called Public Books. Uh-huh. It's an interview with T.J. Jackson Lears. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's called The Confidence Economy. I recommend everybody go read it because he's talking about how everything has transitioned to economics now. Like as he puts it, like it went from like all of our moral ideals yeah. went from the religious to the cultural and now to the economic. Huh. And so the idea of risk, this existential idea that like we're in danger or there's danger out there and that yeah. by doing certain things or avoiding certain things where we're, um, we're going into or avoiding risk has now been melted down to a number on a banker's computer. Like that's what risk is to us now. Right. Everything is economics. And like seeing that on their website, like really kind of brought that home. Huh? That's, that was my little thing on that. Have you, do you watch a veep? No, huh? it's the, the white house show, um, comedy. And one of the guys, the new characters this year is, uh, Gary, uh, what's his face from office space. Yeah. Um, Gary Cole. Yeah. And he's the numbers guy. And it's just sort of straight along those lines. All he does is 
talk numbers. And that's apparently, and that's his whole entire job and his right. staff's entire job. That's how we've become as a culture. Yeah. Everything is economics-based now. That's kind of sad. It is. Um, so back to Black Rock City, where, where <laughs> I mean, numbers don't count. Um, it is 940 acres. That's a number. And it is... Uh, it is, like you said, like a city. They have their ice store, obviously. They have recycling and volunteering and uh, medical facilities yeah, and information facilities and shuttles, although one of the rules is you cannot drive on the playa. That's what they call it. Um, that's why there's a lot of bikes. Biking seems to be the best way to get around. Apparently, you can get a, a permit from the city, the nearby city that, that playa falls under, I guess, the, the same county. Of- uh-huh. So you can because there's art cars out there, but well, you're not allowed to drive where the people are, though. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. There's like motorhomes is what most people stay in. Yeah. But like once you get there, you like take the keys out and burn them. <laughs> um, and then at the end of the week, you're like, man, I didn't burn my keys. That was self-expression, true, but <laughs> um, there are no fires directly on the ground because that leaves a burn scar on the gentle high desert. Yeah. Um, so they have to, I guess, have like fire pits and stuff. And uh, I guess we could get into the core principles, right? Well, yeah. Should We've we... been kind of dancing around them a little bit. You said leave no trace. That's a big one. Um, radical self-expression. Yeah, radical inclusion. Yeah. Radical self-reliance and radical self-expression. Those are the three radicals. Right. Where So you can't just be like... Um, like, hey, man, I forgot to bring some water. Radical self-inclusion or radical inclusion. Yeah. And they can be like, radical self-reliance, jerk. Yeah. <laughs> uh, although gifting. It's a big one. Is a big one. Um, there, It is very much about giving things without, uh, it says, gifting does not contemplate a return or an exchange for something of equal value. So it's not about trading even. It's about giving. Right. I will give you herpes. <laughs> You don't have to give me anything back. <laughs> uh, you mentioned decommodification, no uh, commercial sponsorships or anything like that. Yeah, like that's why it wouldn't be a music festival. It's too commercialized. Exactly, communal effort. Yeah, it's all about collaborating. Hey, man, I'm out of I'm out of nails for my uh, big uh, giant alien I'm building out of wood. Right. Don't worry, man. I got nails. I got your back. Right. We'll just disassemble my giant alien out of wood and <laughs> use the nails from that. Civic responsibility. Um, we value the civil society. Uh, community members who organize events assume responsibility for public welfare. Yeah. Um, that's a little tricky. I wonder what the law says about that. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, it, like what if someone got really hurt I, in someone's theme camp? I don't know. You know? I, I, I genuinely don't know. It says that uh, the events have to be in accordance with the lo- local laws, but they clearly break those a lot. Yeah. You know? Yeah, there's a lot of... <laughs> Laws broken at at Burning Man, but they don't have their own laws, so yeah. technically there's no laws broken. And then the last two are participation and um, immediacy, and the immediate experience is in many ways the most important touchstone of the culture, is what they say. Yeah, I, I like that participation's in there. You can't just be like a just some dude hanging out in the background, like staring at everybody. That's, they want you to get involved. Right. Not only for your benefit, because, you know, no one wants to be stared at while they're nude and on acid. <laughs> it's a bum trip. Well, while we're on that, we should say that Burning Man is, in certain areas, 
R and X rated, um, and they try to put up signage to indicate because there are families that go. I don't think there's a lot of families that go. No, but there are, and they try to indicate like, hey, this is a group sex camp or this is a nudist <laughs> camp. Um, so stay can't away. You, can't you read the sign? <laughs> yeah, um, but keep, keep your kids away. You might want to though. Is is the recommendation? Like, if you're not super open minded, or if you are easily offended, or you, if you don't want to permanently damage your kids, yeah, or if you want to be a good parent, yeah, <laughs> then don't take your family, or you may not want to go at all. Like, oh, you, well, that's you, a, you really need to know what you're getting into here, folks. Yeah, because you're going to be thrust right into the center of a like fifty thousand people who all came to like party. That's yeah, a big part of it. Like you can call it a social experiment, you can call it like, um, you know, performance art, and it is all those things. But it's also people partying all the time for like a week. Yeah, um, there's a lot of drugs and alcohol involved. Yeah, and you know everything else. So yeah, if you're you know not cool with that, then I would imagine Burning Man would be a really bad place for you to go spend a week. Yeah, but if you, if you don't know that, and if you've bought a ticket and made your way out there, and you don't know that at that point, then. Yeah. You, I almost say you should go. Well, uh, <laughs> I just I want to see that dude. I think Julia Layton writes that like you don't have to go for a week. Like if you're thinking about sure. it, go test it out for a few days. Yeah, that, that's what I would do. There's no way I would go for a week. And I don't think they sell any ticket other than for a week. Yeah. So if you decide that you're going to have like, whoa, I really like this. Mm-hmm. I really like partying every single day. Like I'll stay the whole week. You can stay. Yeah, because you got your ticket. Um, and on the sex note. Uh, there have been, uh, reports of sexual assaults and even a rape. Um, it is clearly not the, uh, it, it's opposite of everything that Burning Man stands for, but yeah. there are always bad apples. And I think the general consensus is some dumb dudes show up thinking like, hey, it's just sex fest. Right. Cause everyone's f- free love, free love. You need to go to sandals for that. <laughs> exactly. It's not really the case. Like, that stuff does happen, but it's just like it would happen in the real world. I mean, maybe people are a little more, like, loose with their morals. But there, you know, have been reports of, like, a woman, like, dancing nude and then guys, like, kind of descending on her. Like, that's not okay. Right. Just because it's Burning Man doesn't mean she's inviting you to touch her. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. And that raises a really excellent point. Like, um, Larry Harvey, like from the beginning has, has said, like, this is, I mean, this is a social experiment. And I wonder what he was thinking it was going to be because surely he's found that any utopia mm-hmm. you create will eventually become poisoned by Destroy the humans itself. who go and yeah. take part in it. Yeah. And I think it got, I mean, it grew way, way, way bigger than they ever thought it would, which sure, is generally when the problems come. They've still capped it at 50,000. Yeah. There's still people who like can't go. So like they're not capping it at like 10,000. Yeah. Or 1,000. They chose 50,000. Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I wonder like what they expected or what they're seeing. The people who are like really a part of the Burning Man org, what they're seeing that, um, that surprised them. Or that they were like, I knew this would happen. Yeah, I imagine ticket sales. I mean, if it's six hundred bucks a ticket, I know there's lower ones, but that's like thirty million bucks. It's supposedly not for profit. Yeah, and I know they it's recently tra- lumber. Lumber is extremely <laughs> expensive. I know they transferred the holding to a different company recently, and there was like a a big battle between the original founders mm-hmm. because money got involved. 
And I think the the original guy got kind of upset because people wanted to get paid. They were on the board, more money. Larry Harvey? Yeah. Because there was another guy named Jerry James who is attributed as one of the founders with Larry Harvey. Oh, yeah? Yeah. And what, was he upset about the financial thing? I I hadn't heard anything about that. Yeah, I think they, I should look this up more. They transferred it to a new company, um, uh, Burning Man Production LLC or something, Mm -hmm. like a new nonprofit. Yeah. I'm not sure how it all shook out, but I think some people cashed out mm. that were on the original board is how it went down. Huh. I hope I didn't get that wrong. So let's say you want to go. You're down with all this. You're like, sure, I'll get my sunscreen out and put it in all the right places and take my clothes off, shave my head, yeah. paint myself green. Apparently that's futile because everybody gets covered in dust and turns gray. Oh, really? Yeah. Gross. Isn't that weird? So the sunscreen just gets covered and... I guess. And everybody turns into like this new race of people that have gray skin. I can't imagine anything more uncomfortable. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But let's say you do want to go. You've bought your ticket. Bring your sunscreen. Bring your water. Yeah. Lots of water. Yeah. You want to bring a gallon of water per day, per person. At least. Just for drinking. Yeah. Plus another half gallon for like bathing and washing your clothes if you're into that kind of thing. Um, and if you're a sweater like me, you need to bring more than that. Yeah. I'd sweat out that gallon of water by noon. Yeah. And I mean, like, that's serious stuff because they don't give you water at Burning Man. No. Like, you might find some nice soul to do it, but, like, they're, you should not come expecting them to give you water. That's right. Uh, it gets cold at night in the desert if you've never been there. It's kind of interesting. It can be like a 40-degree temperature swing yeah. within the course of a day to a night. So you got to bring your warm clothes as well. You might not have someone to snuggle up to at Burning Man. You know? Right. Can't count on that. Sure. Um, and you can't just make a fire just anywhere either. Can't make a fire just anywhere, and you need to bring your own lights, too. Um, there yeah. obviously are lights everywhere, but you want your little flashlight and your headlamp and all that good stuff. Yeah, because it gets dark. It gets really dark. And apparently, people put art installations wherever they want, Yeah. and you may trip over them, because a lot of those installations have rebar. <laughs> Most of them do, I think. Yeah. Uh, and then um, you need to be able to be highly adaptable, because, like you said... You might have a plan in place, but Burning Man, you never know what's going to go on. So you got to be able to just kind of roll with it. That's sort of the idea. Yeah. You know, if you're a rigid individual, yeah. you don't want to go to Burning Man. No. You're not going to have a very good time. Or your um, will will break and you'll be like, okay, I'm ready to just kind of let, let things fly. Yeah. That's true. I just watched that documentary on the Source family. Have you heard of that one? No. They were a uh, oh yeah cult in the 70s in yeah. L.A. I've, I've read an article on them 40 times. Yeah. yeah. It, it's very interesting. A, a lot of people, they, in fact, almost everyone they interviewed from today wasn't like, yeah, this was some bad cult. They were like, they were still sort of living that life. Well, it was like Paradise Lost. They all moved down to Mexico and lived on the beach and like were Hawaii. swimming. Or, I thought it was Mexico. No, they were in L.A. and they eventually went to Hawaii and that was kind of the end of them. And then, so the leader had like a bad trip on the beach and then everything turned dark from that point on, right? No, I think you're thinking of something else. No, the process church. No, this oh, was the, the source. Church. Okay, I'm talking about the process. <laughs> no, this is the source family. I've heard of them. I don't know anything about them. Yeah, it's a new documentary. It's interesting. Okay. What's it called? Uh, the source family. Okay. Yeah. Well, I'll watch that. You read the article in the 40 and times about the process. Was church. that the 70s too? It was like late 60s, early 70s. Yeah, man, those, there were cults all over the place. Yeah. 
All you had to be was like a halfway likable person with a steady supply of acid and yeah, like pretty much got your own cult. <laughs> That's who this guy was. Yeah. He was like six six and had this big gray beard right. and they're like, You are the father. Right. And he's like, I know. Yeah, well in their tenants the first thing they had to do every morning was inhale six seconds from the, the uh sacred herb. So basically you just get everyone stoned. Sure. Like very first thing in the morning. Wake and bake is what they call that. Yeah. But they're also a band. It's really interesting. This weird psychedelic music and stuff. Still around. Uh, or no. at the time. Well, the, the, some of the surviving members have gotten back together now and are playing again. Maybe that's what I've heard of is the band The Source. I didn't realize they were a cult too. Yeah, they were a cult first and foremost. It's like the polyphonic spree. It's exactly like who they ended up sort of emulating. That's I think. cool. White robes and the whole deal. Yeah. All right. That was a sidebar. But in the spirit of Burning Man. You know my buddy Toby? He was in the spree? Yeah, he's like a tambourine player. No, he taught himself to play the uh, theremin. Oh, really? Yeah. He is the producer <laughs> of a movie that's coming out in July or August with uh, Rooney Mara and Casey Affleck called oh, Ain't Them Body Saints. Yeah, I've heard of that. It's He's a producer of it. Good for him, man. I yeah. like that dude. Yeah, he's been making his way through Hollywood just like on... Like sheer grit. Yeah, and he, if you're interested in a Bonnie Prince Billy fan, he did a uh, produced a short film called Pioneer, starring Bonnie Prince Billy. That was really, really good. Yeah, him and his collaborator uh, David Lowry, yeah. two of them collaborate and make some good stuff. So not, way to go, guys! Not David Lowry from uh, Cracker and Camper Van Beethoven. No, 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 different guy. Yes. All right. Okay. Well, if you want to learn more about Burning Man, go to Burning Man. Uh, you can also visit the Burning Man site, or you can check out our article on HowStuffWorks.com. Just type Burning Man in the search bar. Uh, and since I said search bar, it's time again for a message break. Stuff you should and now it's time for listener mail. Did we even say that they burn the man at the end? That's the whole point. They burn the man on the last night. Oh, wow. Okay. So let's keep it going for a second. By the way, they burned the man on the last night. Yeah. The end. Which is neat. And it, uh, I was thinking about this. Like, they have the man. So anywhere in camp, you can see this giant man. Yeah. And that, I think, has to really kind of add something like, this week is going to end. This man is going to die. Yeah. He, we're going to burn him. And then after that, this week is over. And then we're all going to die eventually. Like, just the fact that the man... And what everybody knows is going to happen to the man is looming over everybody the whole week. Like, what effect does that have on you? Dude, you should go to Burning Man and start a theme camp. <laughs> yeah. You know? like just, Josh's, I'll, I'll just uh, talk about what we're going to do to that yeah. poor man. Okay. I'd, I'd go. So that's the official end of the Burning Man episode now. That's right. Now it's time for listener mail. That's right. I'm going to call this uh, sort of a correction on a correction. Remember when we got the email about the American Red Cross denying... Uh, Men who have sex with men. MSM. MSM to be able to give blood. Yeah. This sort of uh, explains that a little more thoroughly. Okay. Guys, I've been catching up on stuff you should know. And after hearing the April 9th platypus episode, I had to race home to respond. Uh, Penelope was correct when she wrote that the American Red Cross permanently defers or turns away MSM donors. Um, it was incorrect, however, to describe this as a Red Cross uh, policy in origin policy was determined by the U.S. Food and Drug Administration, not the Red Cross. Uh, the Red Cross is called the FDA ban medically and scientifically unwarranted even and seeks policy change because the FDA ban needlessly excludes healthy donors. I think we came down on the Red Cross a little bit. Yeah, we did. So, so it's really the FDA we're mad at. Exactly. Uh, please let your listeners know that's not the uh, American Red Cross, which is discriminating 
but U.S. FDA, uh, the Red Cross is obligated by law to adhere to the ban until the FDA can be convinced to change it. I have met some people who, though they are eligible to give blood, refuse to donate because they object to the FDA ban. Though well-intentioned, this refusal will only hurt people who need life-saving blood. There are always uh, better ways to pressure the FDA to change its policy. Um, Big government, am I right? Yeah. In the meantime, I hope everyone who's able to donate blood platelets and other blood products will continue to do so. Cheers, Cat. Nice. Thanks a lot, Cat. Yeah, I feel bad that we got that wrong. Or oh. that we were misled by Penelope. Uh, maybe Penelope didn't know herself. Now everybody knows. It's the FDA's fault. That's right. So FDA, change it. What's your problem? And then the F- someone from the FDA is going to write and say, no, you know it really is. It's Lyndon Johnson's <laughs> fault. Uh, if you want to lay something at the feet of somebody else, we want to know about that, especially if it clears something up that we got wrong. You can tweet to us at SYSK Podcast. Join us on Facebook.com slash Stuff You Should Know. You can send us an email to StuffPodcast at Discovery.com. And as always, join us at our home on the web, StuffYouShouldKnow.com. For more on this and thousands of other topics, visit HowStuffWorks.com. Hey, Netflix streams TV shows and movies directly to your TV, computer, wireless device, or game console. You can get a 30-day free trial membership. Go to www.netflix.com stuff and sign up now.